Charlie's dancing a jig. Um, not quite in the kitchen. Good morning, Peter Goffwood. Hey, Vanessa, how are you? And how's it to the listeners? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's beautiful weather. It's very summery and uh, a bit windy here in the, in the Strand today, but but good. And uh, I put on. I decided to put on a beautiful flowy floral skirt. And uh, I'm Uh very pleased that I'm not outdoors because, uh, yeah, I could run into a spot of bother. But (laughs) (laughs) you want to speak about a a culinary food uh, group. I know it's not a food group. It's a, yeah, speciality, I should call it, or a cuisine that I'm… Ethnic cuisine is the word. There we go. Thank you. It's Friday. The brain cells are a little bit numb. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Mexican food. I know, apart from guacamole and maybe nachos, I don't know much about Mexican food. I'm really honest. And I, because… I didn't grow up with it, and I didn't grow up with the okay. sort of family that experimented with it. I, I come from a really rechte English or Buddha family, so you know we did lots of um, you know really good old-fashioned Buddha course. So this mm-hmm. is something I'd love to know more about. And do you yeah, enjoy, first of all do you enjoy Mexican food yourself? I love Mexican food. I ah. find it's one of probably one of the most interesting um, uh, sort of ethnic cuisines. Um, I, look, it's, it actually sprang to mind for a couple of reasons. Uh, first was that um, uh, last Friday was um, was it was it was International Day of the Nacho, ah. uh, which I thought was just a, not International International Nachos Day, but International Day of the Nacho, <laughs> uh, which I thought was a great turn of phrase. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, no. Actually, Mexican food is probably the fastest growing ethnic, um, particularly in Cape Town. Um, there's been in the last two or three years um, since COVID, or even before COVID, but certainly since COVID, springing up of some really, really good, quite authentic uh, Mexican cuisines. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think one of the reasons for it is, is it it's 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 kind of it suits our lifestyle. It suits our weather. It's mm-hmm. one of those things that. Um, um, it sort it suits suits our weather. The summer, it's light, it's airy. You know, it also lends itself very much to sort of vegetarian, um, you know, non meat eaters. There's lots of vegetable kind of options and that kind of stuff. Um, and I think it just it lends to our healthy lifestyle. You know, we we like like the sort of like the Mexicans spend nine months in the sun in the sun. Mm-hmm. So you know, often our food reflects that kind of. Those kinds of ethnic cuisines do better here mm-hmm. than sort of northern European, for example, which which spend the the, the, the focus of their cuisine is, is based in winter yes. and, and dark months and and, and, and colder climes. So we, we have a, a definite affinity for South American food, for Australian and Asian food because our um climate our, our, Sorry, I got thrown there for a second. Um, because of our climate, you know, and, and Mexican food lends itself to that. It's light and it's also relatively inexpensive. Yeah. Um, you know, because a lot of the ingredients, it's a lot of corn, it's a lot of salsas, a lot of tomato, mm. a lot of vegetable based. Um, you know, even even where there is meat involved, it's generally cheaper cuts and it's used sparingly uh, often in, in, in Mexican mm. food. So, so it's, uh, but nachos themselves are quite interesting. Um, there's a great story behind it. Mm-hmm. Nachos themselves as a dish originated in 1940 quite by accident. Okay. Um, yeah, a, a guy, a guy whose nickname was Nacho. Funnily enough, <laughs> funny. Um, of all things, yeah. And that's how. And apparently, it was a, it was a maitre d' in a, in a Mexican restaurant uh, just south of the California of the border, um, and he had, you know, the kitchen was closed, and he had some people come in who wanted a snack. 
And he basically went in and found tortillas that he cut into little triangles of deep fried, smothered with cheese and threw lots of chilies and bits and pieces on and served it as a snack. And it became like an overnight hit. And basically, it, that's the guy's name is now celebrated. And that's International Day of the Nacho actually falls on his birthday. Oh, that's so uh, interesting. So it's an interesting way how it actually started. So it's not something that's, I mean, it's, I mean in, in terms of culinary um, mm. heritage, it's a relatively new part of mm. a new facet of Mexican cuisine. Um, and, I, and I think also one of the things that, that we have for a long time in this country, we've had really sort of bad generic text mix of mm. everything just simply smothered in cheese mm. and it's it's all it's all overly sourced it's, it's sources out of bottles and it's just hot and cheesy mm. and and if anything it's it, one of the things that's fabulous about mexican zine is very very regional so whether 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 you're looking at stuff that comes from the gulf of mexico which is obviously very fish based or it's up in the mountains or, or in the north it really does reflect the kind of the, the variances in cuisines mm. and and we're seeing a lot more of that in, in in some of the restaurants in cape town particularly you've got places like hacienda um, uno mas uh, you've got Beach House Cantina, mm -hmm. stuff that are doing a lot more kind of authentic based um, Mexican where, mm -hmm. where where it's vibrant. It's it, You often look at it, it's, there's no question, it's spicy. That's that's the region of the world where the chili pepper comes from. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that was going to be my question is, you know, does it have to be spicy? But, that it, but you know, you've just answered the question. So it's going to be a predominant uh, ingredient in most of the dishes, I would assume. Well, well, well not necessarily. A lot of, there's a lot of spice in it so there's a lot of cumin a lot of smoked paprika mm. and a lot of freshness you know a lot of lime juice a lot of coriander a lot of uh, uh, red onions peppers and then again peppers of all varying uh, um, uh, sort of strengths a lot of the the, the, the peppers they use um, in preparation are dried and some of them have more of a sort of licorice tobacco kind of flavor and they're rich like that anchos those are those are used to sort of enhance stews and and, and sauces and there there's a kind of depth of flavor that isn't about heat okay. you know so a lot of the chilies aren't necessarily stinging hot but obviously when you start getting to the top end to the habanero then, oh. then you're you know then we're talking seriously seriously hot yeah so although it's interesting cool. when you look at chilies that, that the habanero is it's not the hottest chili. For a long time, it was. Mm. There's, there's a Scoville scale on oh, which you yes. measure chilies. And um, uh, the habanero, habanero scores are 850,000 on the Scoville scale. Oh, so that's, it's, it's hot. Yeah. It's pretty hot. But currently, the hottest chili in the world is the Carolina Reaper. Oh. I mean, there's some other ones that they're natural. But the Carolina Reaper measures 2.4 million oh, gosh, on that... the Scoville scale. Not... So three times hotter than the habanero, if you can imagine anything as hot as that. So that's so when you start to get I'll share with you. I'll share, I'll share something with you. A couple of years ago, I, um, I was the newsreader on The Breakfast Show here. And uh, around about 2018, 2019, right about there, and uh, uh, a, a lady who produces chilies, and they came up with this great idea. Let's do a chili tasting in the studio. Oh, Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> so there was, and I sometimes, you know, it depends. If, as long as I'm not jumping out of airplanes and things like that, um, you know, I thought, oh, well, why not? Well, oh, my word. There is a video, and, so, you know, what goes on the internet will stay somewhere on Facebook there is a video of this this uh, chili tasting thing with me and I can 
oh my lord I thought my head was going to take over I can't even remember what the chili was all I know is my mouth was burning <laughs> off so not no amount of milk that they had available was going to help yeah. I literally I could feel my face like sliding off so uh, yeah. so yeah not something that I want to do in a, in a hurry again but uh, it was an interesting experience definitely yeah I've yeah. seen a video of, of two of the two two top sort of international chili aficionados eating a Carolina Reaper and and their two guys are just reduced to gibbering wrecks they're just kind of they're they're, they're hiccuping so they can't speak crying oh, sure. um and yeah. just you just you see them standing for like a, a, a 45 seconds and neither of them can say anything and they're just <gasps> and, and, and weeping and, and hiccuping it's quite funny um but of course yeah the thing for people to realize that the, the where the heat comes from in chilies is in is in the seeds and in the actual membrane itself so this is often why people when they when they if you don't want it too hot to remove the seeds and and because it's what's known as cyanin which is an oil and it's the oil in the chili that's hot so the, the best thing the worst thing you can do to, to if you've had a hot chili is drink water it's the worst thing that you can yeah. do because all it does is just redistributes the heat around your mouth even. Ah, okay. you need something fat based ah. so yogurt uh, milk obviously ice cream has, has is the perfect one because it has both the cooling effect and it's got the fat oh, but, but there, there you go you know it's it's something along those lines you need something fat based if you want to take the, the numb the heat of chili definitely and then there's also um, there are many stories of people who the hands um, oh I can vouch for that that's eyes, happened to me oh okay the eyes yeah. and oh, yeah. um, having to go and take a comfort yeah. break and then suddenly realise later on that you shouldn't have done that yes. So what is your yeah, what is that, your recommended thing if you're dealing with chilies, uh, you know, and the hands. hands? Every time you use them, wash your hands, your knife, and your board. You know, it's because it's oil. It, it it'll be it'll remain on the blade of your knife and certainly in your hands. Okay. And, and you won't remember to do it later. Um, and it, it uh, a practical trick in the kitchen actually backfired on me once. No. Um, yeah, yeah, I had a, um, uh, a sous chef, and she wasn't particularly fond of chilies. And so I, um, I decided to, before I left, I made her a cup of tea and I took two dried habaneros and I crumbled them into her, into a tea and then strained it out and then left. Was, I still remember it was a Sunday afternoon and I was going to watch football. Um, this is while we were in the UK. And of course I just left cause I didn't want to be there when she reacted to the tea. So I forgot to wash my hands before I left. <laughs> and, um, I was about uh, two blocks down the road in the pub watching a Chelsea game, which is a fairly rough crowd. And I remember going to the bathroom and then all of a sudden realizing too late that I had, <laughs> had an era residue on my hands. I had to run back to the restaurant, um, to go and seek, um, <laughs> seek first aid <laughs> because it wasn't the place to be doing anything in the pub with Chelsea supporters to be remedying the, the remedying the, the, the ailment <laughs> oh my gosh Peter oh no and what yeah, yeah so it just shows you so anybody out there who wants to thinks that they're going to get somebody back with chilies just <laughs> yeah although it also reminds me of another chili story we used to have this guy who is obsessed with chilies. So they say that you, once you eat a lot of chilies, you get an immunity to them. They release endorphins. So there's a pleasure element to, to that 
<laughs> the consuming of chilies, not the burning of your extremities with chilies. <laughs> we used to have this guy, I still remember Mr. Moses, used to come into the restaurant and he, wherever he, he ordered, he ordered with chilies. And it used to be incredibly un- annoying. You know, you prepare a dish that you think is subtly balanced and someone just wants to add chilies to it. And same thing, we got this guy with the habaneros. He, it was, I still remember he had a business meeting and he, co- and he had all these business um, associates. And then he said, he was, I still remember it was a squid risotto, squidding risotto, and he wanted extra chilies. So we thought, okay, that's it. This is the last time this guy asked for chili in the restaurants. And we did the same thing with the dried habaneros. We we, we, re, we reconstituted them in the liquid that we that we heat the risotto up in the stock. I mean, this stuff was like a, a bowl of molten lava. <laughs> we sent it out in the restaurant. It's like, right, this is the last we're ever going to hear of Mr. Moses. The bowl came back to from the restaurant white clean with bread and the guy came into the kitchen he said chef he said this is the first restaurant i've ever been to get the chili just how i like it <laughs> and we just looked like completely and utterly defeated and that was it whenever he came in he could have as much chili as he asked for because we tried to get him and he he broke us rather than we broke oh him. my gosh so it shows yeah. you the chili the humble chili can really be um quite uh, the uh the leveler, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the basis of pepper spray. It's the oh, you think absolutely. Of it, that's what pepper spray is yeah. made from. Yeah, so um, it's 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 yeah. got its uses for that as well. Yes. I, I just love these stories, and uh, I'm I'm have, well, I just I'm trying not to quick, I'm trying not I'll to actually one. break down in hysterics and not be completely incapacitated for the rest of well, my program. I'll, I'll I'll leave you one with one last story, which relates to chilies and pepper spray, and 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 Elise, my partner, you know Elise well. Yes. She had had a small pepper spray in her bag and she'd had it in his bag for ages. And we were sitting at a restaurant, Nokal, on a Sunday afternoon with friends and she took it out and she wasn't sure if it still worked. So she sprayed me in the face with it. <laughs> no. There was, I was sitting in front of a wall and there's literally one of these cartoon, there's just a spratter of spray with a head shape. <laughs> an outline of a head where it just went past my face and splattered the wall. I was in absolute agony. Shame. Yeah, she wasn't sure if the pepper spray was still working. Well, there we go. <laughs> the proof is in the pudding there. Excuse the pun. Yeah. But, um, oh, my gosh, no, that's it's really – I mean, we started off with Mexican food and we've headed into, um, you know, the sort of – the the what can, what not to do with chilies. Um, I love yeah. it. I absolutely love it. But I think the key is is that uh, I, I just want to – I'm just thinking to myself that I would like to love to go and try one of these authentic restaurants yeah. so that I can get a different version of it, not just the nachos and the cheese. But yeah, uh, yeah no, so. it's, and it's refreshing. It's yeah. vibrant. It's great food. And it's if, you, if you've not tried it, folks out there, go and and, and find a local Mexican because there's loads of them. And you look at the list on on Google um, of just local uh, Cape Town restaurants. There's about twenty or thirty of them scattered around around Cape Town and the surrounds. So do yourself a favor. If, you, if it's not something you've tried, go give it a whirl. You, you'll find it's not all molten lava and heat. Yeah. It really is quite refreshing, uh, fresh cuisine. Absolutely, and generally very very healthy. And a good and a cold beer and a tequila and then off you go. There you go. <laughs> Fantastic. Wrong. It sounds like a plan for the weekend, Peter. Thank you so much for that and thanks for the laughs today. I've enjoyed. <laughs> um, I've enjoyed that and I hope that uh, uh, some people, if they're deciding on working with those chilies, I hope you've taken Peter's advice. Just wash those hands. Wash those hands. Very important. I hope you have a wonderful weekend that is um, event free with chilies, and uh, we'll see you next <laughs> Friday again. Fantastic. Until we meet again, may the source be with you.